of a wannabe it girl. If you're new here, this is the podcast where we love to debunk that it girl life. Um, now people call it that girl, but you know what I mean? That, you know, perfectly striving for Instagram, perfect, beautiful looking life. We love to talk about mental well-being and we love to debunk the entertainment industry. But today we are going to focus on social media. So this is a solo episode and we are talking about how to manage yourself and your self expectations and your relationship with social media. I've been doing the podcast now for about a year and eight months. And I've talked to so many people that work in the digital space or like have curated platforms using Instagram and TikTok. And I've also become a little bit more aware of how these apps work just from talking to people, but also just like everyone else using them. I've noticed some things with myself that I think could really help to debunk the amount of use we're using on our phone. Like I've recently noticed that my screen time has gone way up. And the whole point of this with of the podcast was actually to like demystify like that for myself was like the social media pressures. Like that was the whole idea of why I wanted to start the podcast. And like I actually almost think it's had a little bit of a curbed reaction. I think I'm a little bit more in tune with my like mental well-being of social media. However, I think I might have become more addicted. So yeah, we're going to talk all about how to like... I don't want to say make yourself unaddicted from social media because I think we're all just going to be like addicted, but like how to like manage yourself with social media and how to manage your health with it. If you want to put out content, maybe how to healthfully manage like expectations there and whatnot. So we're going to get all into that. So I don't know if any of you have been here recently, but have you just felt that social media is just absolutely consuming you? Recently, I felt super consumed by social media. And I think it's since I tried to take the podcast more seriously on social media, I've become more consumed with it. And I just want to throw this out there. Somebody said this to me, and I think I've brought it up before, but you're either two things in the social media world. You are a consumer or a creator. And I agree with that. You're one or the other. You seem to agree with it too. Well, I just feel like I think this might be what you're going to say. Yeah. You're a creator that almost makes you a bigger consumer because then you're comparing. Okay. Yeah. That is where I got with it too. Because yeah. now I'm like, oh, fuck. Like it, it is sort of that. But like you're one or the other. I don't know if that's really true. Maybe a little bit of it, it is, but, and I will remind myself when I'm being an over consumer to get off because I'd rather be a creative person than a consumer. So that will be something to like nudge me to get off. However, becoming a creative person on social media, which like by no means, zero means do I think I have accomplished I at all. It has made me more addicted to it, which I was not expecting. I thought that like, you would achieve any level of success on social media once you had it and like just be able to like click off of it. No, it's like made the addiction stronger. Um, but like back to what I was saying, regardless of like feeling like more addicted because I've been putting more work into social media is my work, not like a great influencer level work. 
is like, I just feel like people are really, really on their phones post COVID. Like, I think it's been, and I, I don't mean to like harp on COVID. So we're not going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about the fact that like for the longest time, the way, the true way to connect with people was the phone. Like it's phone calling, it's phone texting, phone texting, FaceTiming, texting, whatever. You're just like more that became like literally the substitution of connecting. And people still have not swung back to like the amount of meeting in person that was before. And I don't think that's going to change. But like, I do think that like you just have now become so used to like the pattern of like waiting in line at the grocery store, you pull out your phone. You like, I mean, horrible, but like people do it a lot, like at the stoplights, pull out your phone. Like anytime you are in like the absence of entertainment, they'll pull out the phone or like you, you don't want to do a work task. Like I've had to get on meetings or something. And there's just like six minutes in between. There's like this awkward gap. What do I do? I pull out my phone. And I think like the whole amount of time we had at home just like strengthened that like bone or muscle. Yeah. That addiction. So like we have to like unfuck that like a little bit, like unfuck ourselves from that. Like, um, so I would, if you have been feeling like I have been feeling horribly, horribly, horribly like phone fatigued, like I'm just like on it all the time when I don't even want to be on it. Like I'm trying to challenge myself, like in the grocery line, not to touch my phone or I mean, definitely driving, like not to touch my phone or just like, you know, in that weird absence of waiting, like, why don't I just like look around or like daydream and it's like oh I, I can even hear myself almost be like oh well I should pull up an article and read it no like just like chill out for those times and not be so inundated with the phone and all of our like gap spaces so yeah it's just been just like remind us that like the phone connection and like you connecting to people on the phone like that's here to stay but like especially for those of us who were around for it, you know, remember what it was like before. And like, you can see people or connect with them, not just via the phone. Okay. So another reason I have caught myself being more phone addicted is like, I've recently kind of tried to create more free time for myself instead of like rushing from point A to point B. And that defaults to me having gap time, which I try to like, you know, create less stress for myself. And instead I'm filling it with the stressor of my phone and I should just like leave those spaces open, let my mind run, whatever. So in order, like I found that like sleeping with my phone next to the bed, this is not revolutionary. A lot of people talk about how you shouldn't sleep with your phone next to you. I started sleeping with the phone in the bathroom. Like I put the alarm on and you can hear it just fine in the bathroom. That thing is strong. And like then that like whole time I was like, wait, what, what do I do? Like, there's like empty space. Like I'm not listening to a podcast. I'm not scrolling through TikTok. I'm not liking on Instagram, whatever. But like it, it started to like, rem- I was like, Oh, I'm actually like kind of present and whatever. But I did feel like I had no space. Like when you just feel like you have no space when you're like constantly inundated with your phone. But then suddenly I'm trying to like make myself have that space. However, I did like find a space fidget spinner that someone had given me as like a stocking stuffer. And now I just like play with that while I'm sitting in bed and like, I'm still watching TV. That's a whole nother problem. We're not going to debunk the whole, you can't have a screen in your life. I'm just saying, get off of TikTok and Instagram at bedtime. If you need to watch TV, I get that watch TV. So yeah, I just kind of like, have been trying to like 
leave my phone in the other room when I go to do something. I've talked about, everybody knows about the great feature that Apple put in of like work mode, whatever, and stuff like flipping the phone off and down. But like the biggest thing is like you can't break yourself of phone fatigue if you don't want to. So like I'm becoming aware of like, I just feel yucky and I almost feel like it's like depressive feeling making me, I've become aware of it. So like I want to change. So I'm going to put the phone down more often. Like you just have to remind yourself that TikTok has changed while you were away. Instagram has changed all your way, but like that can wait for you to be updated. You don't have to be updated with it all the time because you're just inundating yourself with information all the time. And like, we need to go back to like focusing on having like original thoughts on our own or opinions on our own. Not that information can't, shouldn't like not allow you to change or make decisions or learn. And I think that's one of the really cool things about these apps is they have the potential to do that. But like, we need a little just like more like self alone time and people connection in person post the whole COVID thing. However, you know, I really don't think the stay at home thing of work is going to go away. I think we're going to be in a new normal, which is very much like half and half. Like, I think you're going to get to see people sometimes maybe, and but like some people are never going to get to go to the office. Some people don't even have an office anymore. So like, we have to learn these like practices now, just not like being on the phone. However, I do think that that means you have to like push yourself to see people in like the work week or the work time. Like I literally texted two of my friends today. They both kind of work from home. One completely works from home. One sort of doesn't. And I was like, Hey, like, you know, one Wednesday a month, that is so accomplishable. One Wednesday a month, we should like go to one of our houses and just have a work day together. So you can have some like people interaction in your work day. Thank you. Thank you. I thought it was a really good idea too. It's it's a play work work day. day. Yeah. Right. Because like, I feel like there's just so much missing. Like I remember in college, like I would go all day without getting on my phone and then like kind of that like rest period before going out, I would scroll on something for a little bit, but it was because I was actually doing things and I was actually seeing people when I'm left alone a little too much and like not driving all the places I used to do, like, of course, I'm going to feel like something's missing and I want to fill this space. So yeah. So I think getting together with people and like picking one day a month, so accomplishable and just like working as a group, like do little, like set a timer. It's like, all right, we're going to do an hour sprint. I, this is definitely like a work group, like format. Like this is not revolutionary. We're going to do an hour of work. And it's like, nobody talks, nobody does something like you're on your own, whatever. And then like the timer will go off and like everybody could take a break and then you can all chit chat or whatever. And then you can have lunch together and then you can go back and do maybe a 45 minute sprint. And then you can do like a crunch time sprint or whatever. There's so many different ways to design it. But like, I've heard a lot of people talking about joining workspaces now. And like, that's not really practical for me because I honestly just shouldn't put the money into that. But like, you could so easily go to other people's houses and just like work. And like, I don't know. I just think we need some more of that person to person, like interaction in the day. So there's already workspaces where people like, yeah, like we work. Like, oh, okay. So yeah, there's things like we work or like, I mean, if you want to get fucking bougie with it, I wish I could get fucking bougie with this. There's things like Soho House, which are supposed to be like communal work. Like how much of that is Soho House? I, I don't know. Drink. Yeah. Th- I mean, I think that's a huge part of it. It's like a membership club, but the original idea was it was like a bougie place to work. I think it's totally become that. I've never been to Soho House, which 
honestly is like bad on me. Like, I feel like I'm somebody who should have been to Soho House at this point. And I've never been. I've had friends go and they kind of like told me it. But yeah, you can find those places like we work Soho House or places like that that are like communal workspaces. But I don't think you have to pay for them. I don't think you should have to pay for them. I think you could just go back to like each other's house. I also think I'm going to start pushing myself to like go to a coffee shop one day a week just to like be out of the house. And like, I'm really curious to see like how much this affects my screen time with my phone. The whole point is to try to get me back into and everyone to get back in the real life, real world, paying attention to things because the internet is not niche anymore. Internet is like king. So like if you want to bring something to the world, that's like new and innovative. Like you can't look to the internet anymore. Like you have to go out there and like see the holes in the world and like bring that back to the internet. So it's like wherever the, you know, main cluster of people are, yes, I think you should be aware of those. You should be in touch with those. Like you should know what's out there. We should always be kind of like, I don't want to say updating, but like updating ourselves, like growing and like learning about the things that are changing in this fast food world. But like, also let's not forget the other places that we've been, which was like work environments and, you know, communal spaces and whatever to like learn all these like crazy life lessons and create new things and new ideas. So I don't know. That's just a thunk I've had. Okay. So now I kind of want to go back to about maintaining like your health on social media. Okay. So yeah, when I started posting more too for the podcast, like I said, I felt a huge more addiction to check likes and views and whatever. And like, for the most part, stuff doesn't like perform like amazing. Like I'm not anywhere close to like a million, whatever, but like still it starts to like affect you. You're like, Oh wait. So in the past, pre me posting for the podcast, I always felt like, Oh, I'm scrolling and looking at this girl, comparing this girl's curated life to my life I have off screen. But then do you know how much worse it gets when you now make a video and you compare your, you literally compare yourself to the girl who made the same video and you make it too. It's like a smack in the face. Like influencers must have really good mental health or they just like stay off of it because suddenly I was suddenly like, Oh, I'm giving it a go and I'm not doing well, or I'm not doing as well as like, you know, a lot of people would see as successful on Instagram. And it's like, fuck, that is a tough blow to the ego. I've gotten used to knows from like acting and whatnot and like, but it, it never, never quite gets old. I've gotten used to it, but it never quite completely falls away. Like when you put your literal like self through something and then you look at somebody who is like Instagram perfect and is doing the same thing and you're like, oh fuck, now it's really in your face that like, it seems like they're better than you because they're getting more likes, more views, more whatever. So like that was just a huge like brain pop off for me is that realizing that the people who are probably like the most addicted to TikTok and Instagram are people who are like probably really trying to pop off in this space because, and like the people who are actually popping off, like probably have a little bit more of like presence in their real life because they're maybe bringing something different. But like if you're in that weird in between middle ground, you are probably so stuck on TikTok. Just trying to make it. Just trying to make it because you're like looking for the next thing. You're looking for the thing like, oh my God. So 
Yeah, those kids might be fucked. No, I know. Right. Well, that brings me to something else I was thinking about, too, is like I've noticed with some people's content, particularly younger than 23, I would say, it is all about the view. It's not about what's in the content. It's like about the controversy or like the clickbaitiness. And so people just make fucking drama out of nothing on the internet because that is interesting and people get grabbed by it. So like there's like certain TikTokers and like career people who are making a lot of money from social media just from being, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard about the mom talk thing. Like this woman, like literally, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the Taylor Paul mom talk, Mormon Utah talk. Everybody thinks it's turning into reality show, whatever. She's made really satirical TikToks in the past. And she was like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like me and my husband sleep in separate bedrooms. Okay. Everyone's so intrigued by that. Blah, blah, blah. It's very controversial. Whatever. Everyone has a fucking opinion. Everyone has a fucking asshole. Like, you know, everyone's got an opinion about fucking everything, but she makes really controversial like contact or like, we'll just say things that are like kind of fucked up or like simpy or like makes you think like, Oh, what happened? Whatever. And then on top of it, she just had to outdo herself even more. She got involved in like a swinging thing and it, it ended up blowing her marriage and whatever. I, we're digressing. So point the point is like this woman has totally capitalized on making clickbait videos. She's got over a million followers. Like I mean, that's kind of what the news in general does. It's right. Too. It's just a format. Right. It's a format, but it's not really that creative. Right. Like what needle are we moving forward? None. I'm not like adding these people. Like they they've clearly have achieved something that's like very good and very profitable for them. So good for fucking them. They're smart, but like I don't really feel like it's moving a needle forward. Like good for you, but like I don't know what change it's actually caused, but you're you're making more of a living than I am doing that. So like kudos. However, that's like my point is like that the internet has just become a place to just get accolades of views and likes. So like, and if you're doing it just to make accolades of views and likes, it's like not, I don't know. It's not that worthy of like your personal value and growth. It's just like, it's, it's profitable. It's not like true to like what you truly believe it's profitable. Like you hustled and you got it. Yeah, is, there, is it actually a self-expression at that point? Right. Or, yeah. So why are we then going back to our phone fatigue, spending so much time watching other people just like make profit, like off of their content. That's not even like really moving our needle. I don't know. So it's like reminds me like when I see stuff, even though I'm intrigued by it and I'm interested in it, I'm like, okay, I can take like three or four of these and then like I need to get off because like, what's, what's the point, you know, especially when it's like in the middle of the work day and you're like interrupting yourself with social media, you're like, wait, why, why do I need it in this moment? You don't, you don't need it in this moment. Like it will still be there if you want to consume it later. I'm not saying like, let's like fuck technology, throw out your Instagram, throw out your, you know, Snapchat and whatever and TikTok. I'm I'm not saying that like, I'm very much into them too, but like you, there's just, there's a time and place. Let's not let it bleed over into all the time and place. I've, I've just learned a little bit about more about how we should all be taking everything in moderation. Like too much of anything isn't good. Too little of anything isn't good. So, and like it will really clamp your productivity in conclusion with the phone fatigue. I think we need to 
you can change if you don't want to. So if you don't want things to be different with your phone consumption, they're not going to be. So you have to make the conscious effort if you are spending too much time on it. I, for example, have noticed it is affecting my mood. I'm on it in the middle of the day because now I have this extra free time that I didn't have before and I'm filling it with this and I shouldn't. So I I need something to change. I'm making steps by using the work mode, whatever, leaving my phone in other rooms. Sometimes I will literally be like to my boyfriend, "Uh, here's my phone. Don't give it back to me until blah, blah, blah. Um, and plug it in somewhere else at night so it's not like attached to your you know vein and just like let it be. So that's my um thunks on you know current phone fatigue. I want to talk about a little bit more about climate of social media. Um, I think TikTok has really brought out hate comments that we hadn't seen since the beginning of YouTube in a while. I think people really feel that they can say and do whatever they want on TikTok because. It's there. What the amount of videos made a day, and the amount of creators, and the amount of it's just so high. It kind of feels like, oh, if I say one thing somewhere, like it won't really matter. And I think we've learned time and time again that a that's not good for you because at some point, you know, just like when we were applying to college, they told us like don't post this blah 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 on Facebook because it will affect your college admissions. At some point, that's going to come back to bite everyone being nasty on the internet. Like it just is. Even if you think you're being anonymous or whatever, like I just really would watch what you say out there. Not to mention that, like, why are we being so nasty? Like, so for context, previous podcast episode, I talked about Coachella and I said something about to the effect of Coachella is not the place to wear a costume. Like, we don't need like the rave, blah, blah, blah. I grabbed that clip because I thought it was a good comment on TikTok. Also, I had not had anything happen on TikTok and it, it got a lot of views. It got over half a million views or a little under half a million views. Yeah, I did yeah. whatever. I don't know. I have no idea. It got a lot of views, a lot more views than I'm used to, like significantly. And people are dragging me through the comments being like, this girl, like, who are you to say something? I'm like, you're right. I'm not somebody to say something, but I did. So this is the comment, you know, whatever people, someone said to the effect of, um, the name of this podcast says it all. Yeah, that that was actually kind of the point, but whatever. Uh, you know, somebody, this was the one that really had the time and audacity to like say something about, you know, I knew nothing about style. And then he, she, I think it's a she though, went through the rest of the videos I posted on Coachella and managed to be like, you have no style. Like your outfits are horrid. Like, who are you to give style advice? Like, why do you have the fucking time to do this? Like, I am literally a nobody. Like, I do not matter. I am not selling you anything. I I mean, sure, I'd like you all to fucking listen to my podcast. So maybe one day I could make a buck off of this. That would be fucking great. But I'm not making anything. Why do you feel the need to like tear me down? Uh, Not to mention that the rave community fucking came for me on this clip. They were like, shitting on the rave community is not it. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if it feels like I'm shitting on the rave community. The irony is that the first thing I ever did for myself independently at an 18 year old is I went to EDC Las Vegas. I met my fucking boyfriend at EDC Las Vegas. So like, I'm definitely not intending to shit on the rave community. I, I've even worked for freaking insomniac. Like I clearly like actually like the rave community. I'm sorry that people felt offended by this, but the point is why does it bug you so much that you had to comment on this literal nobody's video? 
video. And if you are doing it to me, I can only fucking imagine the person who had a moment of need and posted a video and like it went viral and you're mean to them and they're also nobody, but they're just trying to get some message across. Why are we tearing them down? It's not as anonymous as you think. Even if it, you have no photos, it's never going to be tracked to you, blah, blah, blah. Say it, this shit never comes out. Like, why do you need to feel the need to push yourself out to be a mean person? Like, I don't fucking get it. Like, I have heard things on other podcasts that I've disagreed with. I've been like, oh, that was kind of privileged to say, or like, oh, I don't really agree with them on this. And it's like, I've never pulled up. I mean, maybe because like I'm in this space, but like, I've never pulled up the review and been like, this is so out of touch. What? Like, okay, not everybody's going to be perfect all the fucking time, which is a whole nother podcast episode about my feelings on cancel culture that I personally believe that cancel culture needs to be canceled and we need to just like hold people accountable and ask them to change instead because like, what's the point? But I digress. The point is like, why, why do you have enough time? Like, you know, and, and given I went and I clicked through some of these people's pages and like, you know, some of them had some followers and some of them, I felt like they were real people and other people were hiding behind a screen name. And like, you know, I was like kind of fretting about it, which was so stupid because I'm in, once again, I'm nobody. And I like my boyfriend and my boyfriend, sister, my best friend, all had to be like, who cares? Like, you know, if they're talking about you, it's, it's good shit. And I'm like, yeah, you're like, you're not wrong. Like I got views, I got likes, I got some followers from it, but like, I just, at the end of the day, don't like it. And like, since then I've even had clips from the podcast that like, I just haven't posted on social media because I feel like, I don't know. I just like, don't want somebody to like hear them the wrong way. And for some reason, I think the podcast is more anonymic and whatever. So I don't know. Just, but if there's anything I can do to, I know that nobody who's listening to this podcast is somebody who is really like, I want to leave a nasty comment, but I can't even say that for myself. I have seen a video and I've had feelings about it and I've started to kind of like, what's it called? Like almost leave a comment. And then I'm like, I check myself and I'm like, no. So it just really blows my mind how much people feel enabled to go do nasty things on TikTok. Um, and I'm not saying not everybody. Some people leave great comments, some people blah, 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 whatever. You know what I'm saying? So in conclusion, 2020 was really different and it's going to change the way we experience life. And I think it's enabled people to be on the phone and we have to check ourselves with our phone fatigue. So you're going to need to push yourself if you want your life to be different or if you're like totally okay with the amount of consumption you consume and you don't think it's having any negative effects on your mental health or like what you think of your current life or like the progress you have actually made more fucking power to you. I'm not there. So let me know how you did it. But I think we need to try to retain more activity with people in person And I bet you, if you are doing things you really like with people you actually like to be around, say it's like your little work party or going to a cafe, I bet you, you pick up your phone and you take a picture of it and you're going to feel so much better about like, hey, I did this. Cool. I got a cool Instagram out of it. Maybe you don't have to post it, whatever. But you're just going to feel better about like what you actually put out into the world instead of like all of us just sitting on our in our house, like trying to like think of ways to like make cool TikToks or like the amount of time I'm wasting looking at Instagram instead of going to a coffee shop and just like enjoying my fucking real life. So me, um, Frank, that's really all I have to say. I hope some people have gained something from this about 
I mean, we all know we should put our phones down. I feel like I feel like a fucking parent doing this episode. I'm like, don't be on your fucking phone. Don't I'm, be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be on your fucking <laughs> phone. I know I sound like a parent. I'm sorry if this was annoying. But I just want people to be more in their real lives. And I think that really stems from the place of I want to be there in my real life more. So I hope that this has inspired somebody to continue to just make your dream life in your real life and not just on your Instagram. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next Tuesday. 